Interperitoneal chemotherapy trials. GOG 104. GOG 104 is a randomized controlled trial including women with stage 3 optimally divulged to less than 2 centimeters residual disease, ovarian cancer. Patients were randomized to IV cisplatin cyclophosphamide as the standard arm or intraperitoneal cisplatin with IV cyclophosphamide as the experimental therapy. This trial showed an overall survival advantage with intraperitoneal chemotherapy with a major critique that cyclophosphamide was a dated agent, particularly after GOG-111 established the importance of taxanes, and therefore the adoption of IP cisplatin in modern regimens for ovarian cancer was not adopted. GOG-114. GOG-114 was a randomized controlled trial looking at women with ovarian cancer stage 3 optimally debulked to less than 1 centimeter of residual disease. Women were randomized to the standard arm, which was IV cisplatin paclitaxel, or to the experimental arm, which included a lead-in of two cycles of single-agent IV carboplatin, followed by intraperitoneal cisplatin and IV paclitaxel. This trial showed a progression-free survival advantage and borderline overall survival advantage in favor of the intraperitoneal chemotherapy. However, thrombocytopenia, neutropenia, and GI toxicity was significant in the intraperitoneal arm and was noted to be very toxic, and thus the adoption of intraperitoneal chemotherapy was not put in place after the results of GOG-114. GOG-172. GOG-172 was a randomized controlled trial that included women with stage 3 optimally debulked ovarian cancer to less than 1 centimeter of residual disease. The standard arm included women treated with IV taxol day 1 at 135 milligrams per meter squared, an IV cisplatin day 2, 75 milligrams per meter squared. The experimental arm, which was the intraperitoneal chemotherapy arm was day one IV taxol at 135 milligrams per meter squared infused over 24 hours. Day two intraperitoneal cisplatin 100 milligrams per meter squared. And intraperitoneal taxol on day eight 60 milligrams per meter squared. There was a significant progression free survival and overall survival advantage. Progression-free survival was 18 months in the standard arm versus 24 months in the experimental arm, which was statistically significant. And notably, overall survival was 49 months in the standard arm versus 66 months in the experimental arm, a 17-month difference in overall survival, which was the longest overall survival benefit ever seen in a modern trial. This initiated a clinical alert for intraperitoneal chemotherapy, However, many things limited the adaptation of this, tech, of this treatment, including the cost associated with it, the inpatient stay to complete it, toxicity, and different clinicians' comfort with administering the regimen. 
The trial itself noted 42% of patients completed all six IP cycles, which was very low. And quality of life was very poor for patients in the IP arm compared with the standard arm. But this difference was no longer noted at one year after completing therapy. GOG 252. GOG 252 was our most recent randomized controlled trial, which was presented in abstract form at SGO. The standard arm was day one carboplatin given IV, including day 1, 8, and 15 paclitaxel IV, 80 milligrams per meter squared, and starting at cycle 2, the addition of bevacizumab, 15 milligrams per kilogram. There were two experimental arms. The first experimental arm, day 1 carbo given intraperitoneally, day 1, 8, and 15 taxol IV, 80 milligrams per meter squared, and starting after cycle 2, bevacizumab, 15 milligrams per kilogram. The second experimental arm was a modified GOG-172 regimen that consisted of day one paclitaxel IV 135 milligrams per meter squared infused over three hours, day two intraperitoneal cisplatin 75 milligrams per meter squared, and day eight paclitaxel intraperitoneally 60 milligrams per meter squared. And starting at cycle two, bevacizumab, 15 milligrams per kilogram. The progression-free and overall survival, excuse me, the progression-free survival was not statistically different across all three arms. And at this point, overall survival data are not mature. There were many critiques in this trial. One was bevacizumab was within all three treatment arms and dose-dense Taxol was also in all three arms, which may have blunted the impact of differentiating any potential advantage across the arms. Many believe dose-dense taxol has antiogenic properties, as well as bevacizumab having um, VEGF inhibition. CT scans were administered every six months as part of the protocol, which was different from 172 and may have detected more recurrences sooner and thus blunted the PFS advantage that we did see in GOG-172. And finally, the modified 172 protocol seen in GOG-252 has not been tested in prospective trials for efficacy and was modified and adapted after GOG-172's IP regimen was found to be difficult to administer due to inpatient requirements, prolonged infusion time, and cost. The main differences between the modified 172 and the GOG-172 IP arms is that instead of a 24-hour taxol infusion on day one, the modified regimen infuses over three hours. The intraperitoneal cisplatin was dose reduced to 75 milligrams per meter squared in GOG-252, and in 172, this dose was 100 milligrams per meter squared 